0: This episode of Home Care Heroes is mostly about startups and Medicaid agencies. We feature a consultant named Nicole McBee, who has helped to launch over 300 home care agencies. Enjoy.
1: Welcome to the Home Care Heroes podcast, featuring trending topics and practical wisdom for success in home care. Here's your host, Ken Accardi.
0: Welcome to today's episode of Home Care Heroes. Today we have a very special guest. Her name is Nicole McBee. Nicole is a home care consultant out of the state of Missouri. Her company is called New Day Consulting and the website is newdayconsult.com. Nicole has helped launch over 300 home care agencies Many of those are in her home state of Missouri, and she works with a lot of agencies in Michigan. And I know that we talked to her about agencies in North Carolina she's helping and Florida she's helping. But anyway, mm-hmm. we have a rock
1: star on the show today. So welcome, Mr. Nicole. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here with.
0: So we're going to jump in. And before we started recording today, you were telling me that one thing that you start with when you talk to an agency is a concept of three pillars. So I won't even say any more. Just tell us how that helps with home care agencies.
1: Sure. Absolutely. So the very beginning with home care agencies, whether they're startup or they're they've hit that growth spot or even if they're mature, we always kind of say, let's let's look at these three pillars and make sure that we're working well within our state and being one, extremely being compliant. It it is what we're mandated to do. Two is actually knowing the business of the business. As I mentioned to you, Ken, I get a lot of clinicians. I get a lot of registered nurses, a lot of caregivers who start home care businesses because they want to do something. They want to offer something different to the marketplace. And we love them. However, we must maintain the business, understanding our financials, understanding recruitment. uh, That's actually the third pillar, is maintaining staff with high turnover ratios, with caregivers, especially with COVID. We have to figure out all three of those avenues and try to work within them. So I get business owners who say, well, I'm solid, and, and we're not gonna be strong in every area, every area of our business. However, we do need to say, okay, when we look at the business spectrum the finances our partners our systems where are we at and are they working well and are we always in damage control are we proactive versus being reactive when we're looking at employees and staff we want to know hey are we recruiting and obtaining and onboarding individuals that are going to be quality individuals quality caregivers And if we think about it, we have to look at ourselves and say, hey, what's in it for me? Many of these individuals are your minimum wage workers. So what are we doing to take the time to offer them more? Are we offering insurance, disability insurance? AFLAC is available. It's payroll deducted. It's not that much work for a business owner or their accounting team. But it also is a sign that you care. Are you offering uh, paid days off? Or you offering sick leave? And these, again, these are things that you can do, of course, plan ahead, that you can do to say, hey, I can have a client, I can have a client and a caregiver and it's a great team and we can move forward with business. You touched on so many things. Yeah, I, I, I love, look, I love home care. <laughs> really,
0: really have to start with compliance. We have to get our back office right. We have to have our policies and procedures, know what we're doing, know how we're gonna pay our bills, and. You know, have money come in and keep track of our finances, all those kinds of things. So that's our compliance side. You work with a lot of private pay as well as the Medicaid agencies. And the Medicaid agencies have to comply with electronic visit verification. And it's not very easy to go and bill. I think that that's a really great start is to say, you know, a lot of our owners, I guess, they start as... A nurse or a caregiver themselves, and they say, "Hey, you know, I could do this. I could run a business. I have the ambition. Maybe they have their focus. It's like I really know how to care for people, or I really know how to sell. But you know, whatever your your strength and your focus is, you've got to do the back office and the compliance, and you've got to get it right. So I think that's a great place to start.
1: So for compliance, this is what I always say, Ken. I I tell every business owner, think of this as a franchise. We're going to repeat the same processes." Every single day, we're gonna have checklists. We're we're gonna run drills. We're gonna do self audits. A lot of owners, they're newly self-employed. It it gives them a false sense of freedom, <laughs> and, I, and I say that because I was in that in that space at, at one time or another. And so we say, oh well, I can put that off for to tomorrow on what I could do today. No. Let's go through the drill. So we're doing this at you know, one o'clock every day. And if it's going to happen at one o'clock every day, Monday through Friday, it has to happen. It's a great way to say we can set aside the time to do it now so we don't falter later.
0: That's so right on. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, And I do think that you get this, as you said, this false sense of freedom. We could do what we want. But really, you have to have that discipline and and having the checklists and the procedures and sticking to them and running through the drills every day. Even though you're your own boss, pretend that you have a boss who's making sure you do all those things. That's a great plan. Okay, so then pillar number two, of course, you said was the business. And you mentioned a few things in there like, you know, hey, we're in this for ourselves. I mean, we're starting a company because we want to, we're doing good in the community. We're helping people, but we want to do well by ourselves and we want to make money in our business and succeed and thrive. So let's dig a little bit deeper into the, into the business here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what I'm finding is that business owners, they haven't, they haven't attained general counsel. And that's my first question. I'm going, my question is, I, as a consultant, when I walk in, I want to know who's your attorney, who's your CPA? Do you have a personal relationship with a banker and i'm a banker i'm a former banker and all of my customers have strong relationships with they can call my cell phone and we can get things done Um, when that foundation is not properly laid you're always working in damage control so with that being said those are the first things we want to know who are our partners Um, because Mm -hmm. now we're on an island by ourselves, and There is no pick up the phone and call the help desk. We are the help desk. We are HR, we are payroll, we are counseling, we're everything all rolled up in one person. And that can be overwhelming for a business owner, especially solopreneurs when they're on on their own and they haven't yet built out a team. And that also leads me to build a team. You're only as good as your team. You're only as good as your team and it's tough because you've invested this money into your business and you want it to do well. And now you're having to leave basically your baby in the hands of another person sometimes. But have that foundation, understand what systems you're using. And I'm, I'm really big on systems because a lot of things can be automated. And it'll save you some time. So when you have partners, and, and this is, again, the business of the business, when you have strong, solid partners with good advice, when you have business consultants such as myself, who's going to give you practical, real, straightforward advice, and also willing to get down and say, hey, hand me the document, I'll type it <laughs> as well. I don't want to just be a mouthpiece. Let me also uh, put my hands on it and let's type it. And let's also you know seek advice when needed but then also having systems in place when you have systems in place you're not fumbling you're not not fumbling to say what am i doing for payroll what am i doing for evv what am i doing for billing have the systems in place utilize the systems early especially for startups i tell startups all the time don't wait to call kim after you already got your first client call before (laughs) <laughs> right. and, and those are the drills that I talk about, with even with systems. I was like, hey, put a dummy person in there, practice. Um, the demo is great. But practice. You you should be punching in and out as if you were a caregiver yourself, uh, even before you even let the caregiver use the system. You should have used it. You should all you should know the, all the nooks and crannies and the quirks and like don't press this too soon. Press that that later. You should know that. You should be able to inform your caregivers on how to utilize it. And also, you don't want to be taken by surprise. My biggest thing is that you can only be surprised once. Anything else, you're just unprepared. And <laughs> you don't want <laughs> to, one surprise, that's it. Working at the business of the business, because again, and I say this over and over again, yes, our mission is to care for individuals, to, for vulnerable populations. Yes, we're taking care of seniors, developmentally disabled. We're taking care of children. We, we are there and we, our heart is already there. But let's also make sure that our business is fundamentally sound so we can do our job. So this is great. I mean, we have
0: three pillars. I'm going to save the last pillar, recruitment and retention for last, because Home Care Heroes is all about this big battle for recruiting and retaining caregivers. We're going to come back to that. We're going to end with that one. But I love the fact that you brought up systems. Dan Coda, who puts on Home Care Heroes, we are a software company, but we try really never to talk about us. But The way that I got to meet Nicole is that we started getting these customers. And I said, you know, well, how did you hear about us? And they said, oh, well, we heard about you from Miss Nicole, Nicole McBee. They say, I mean, you're one of the systems. You really know how to do everything we need in our state. We do have a lot of uh, common clients, that kind of thing in Missouri. But, you know, I'm going to put myself on the spot here. When we spoke the first time we actually spoke live, you said, you know what? All the customers I've referred to you are really doing well. But one called me and said, oh my gosh, they're, they're trying to do a little too much with me here. You gave me a little counseling. One thing I pick up about Miss Nicole, she's about the power of three, right? So we have three pillars. You basically have a three-point framework for implementing a system. So let's talk about that.
1: As a consultant, I'm there to treat the business owner and the business in a holistic fashion. So I have to eliminate some of that anxiety and build confidence at the same time. So there's this emotional and mental phase that I'm working through with each individual owner as well, even before we can talk about a system. (laughs) So I was like, and so often what happens is there's a sales rep and we love our sales rep. The sales rep is saying, hey, you know what? I want to get everything and I want to get everything at one time because you need these things. And a great sales rep is going to do a needs analysis. And based upon the questions that are asked, they're going to determine, okay, yeah, you need not only EVV. But you need also some assistance with billing and also payroll and we can package this and give it to you and we roll it out and we punch you with all of it at one time and we want to train you boom 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 and that is completely and utterly overwhelming so when i say implementation i always say again we want you to have all three However, when you're looking at systems and a person is presenting packages and they're saying these are all of the lines of services that we can offer you, is that we become proficient at one. Let's address our current and immediate need. And if the current and immediate need, especially in the state of Missouri with the new mandate, is that you must have an EVV system and all caregivers, not some, and I'm gonna say it again, all with the big A <laughs> must be utilizing either clocking in on the caregiver's phone, a landline phone, not their cell phone, a landline phone, an app, or some device, a fob or some device that can be left in the home. So we need to address those things first and make sure that you understand the mandate, the law. That's the compliance. There's no getting around that. We can song and dance all day and all night. So we want to <laughs> we, we implement that first. Let's implement EDV. The next thing is going to be payroll. The payroll should roll next because the question is, I have the time and I've collected the time. How do I process the time? That should be rolled out two to six weeks later after we've gotten all of the knowledge we can get from the EVB system. Now, I'm going to definitely say make a commitment. You want to make sure that you you are getting a rep that's going to train you and that there's time a lot for each business owner. Then the next thing is going to be the billing because, again, we need to free you from the dust. We love Cheeks in the Seat. However, if we're going to talk about retention and recruiting, you can't be in the seat billing all day and all night on a Friday. Purchasing more of the software is a benefit to you, to every business owner, because it gets you out of the seat and into the community.
0: Let's just make sure we're hitting our whole audience. A lot of our audience is private duty. Uh They're like, what is this EVV thing? So electronic visit verification. If we're billing any government payer, I mean, our biggest one being Medicaid, but also veterans administration, county programs, any of those types of programs. Mm -hmm. We have to comply with this, what's called the electronic visit verification mandate. And that came out of the 21st Century Cures Act. So that was actually bipartisan legislation toward the end of the Obama campaign. And what it basically says in a nutshell is that when you do your home care visits, we need to know that you're not committing fraud, right? So that's kind of Absolutely. what it says in a nutshell. Absolutely. But what it comes down to is we need to know what was the date of service, the type of service, the person receiving the service, the caregiver, and the exact time in and time out. You can't just tell us, oh, we did a three-hour shift. And we also mm-hmm. need to verify the, the location. So basically, we need to verify that the caregiver was at that location. Absolutely. And the way we do that, and Nicole went through this, is one is with a uh, you know, traditional thing in home care, the voice telephony, where we could call from the client's home phone, or the other way to verify is with GPS. And so that would be that the caregiver's cocking in and out on their cell phone, and we're using the, the latitude and longitude where they cock in and clock out. Third way that it sometimes gets done is we do this token device called a FOB. I really like the way that Nicole has outlined this. She's like, "Let's get everything under control, so we have our, our schedules our cocking in and our cocking out in place, and we have our records and everybody knows how to do it. And then right. we can move on in phases. We can either do billing next or payroll next, but you know we have to do one, two, three, and knock them out. And interestingly, in every state, you know, the Medicaid program is different, and mm-hmm. in uh, Missouri, I would say most of the startups that we deal with They're in a program that's called the Consumer Directed Services Program. Correct. And in the Consumer Directed Services Program, the person receiving the services is from a tax perspective. It's like they're their own company and it's like they're the one who's paying the caregiver. So doing payroll and being able to do the payroll taxes is complicated. Then the third thing, of course, is that the billing in Missouri, I mean, there's a lot of complication to it. We have to know that our personal care and our nursing get billed to one cost center and our homemaking and respite go to another cost center. And that lesson learned. And here I am on the podcast for the world. We haven't been perfect with some of our customers is that we're so excited that we're handling these hundreds, thousands of clients, agencies in Missouri. And we're like, oh, we figured out all these tricks to make sure you use all your units in the month. And we've made sure that it's really easy to cock in when the visits are back to back. And, you know, and hey, if the if the caregiver only works an hour and 58 minutes, there's you can't you can only bill an hour and 45, but you can hold on to those extra 13 minutes and and bill it the next day. If you work a mm-hmm. over the lesson learned from consulting with Cole is is break it down into phases and get them up and running with their scheduling and their cock-ins and cock outs. You outs know, then move on to your payroll and get all that straight. Obviously, the most important thing we do is pay ourselves, pay our caregivers, and then of course, we, we can't pay anybody if we're not billing. We'll stick with the Missouri example. We have to bill for five clients. There's this portal from EMOMED, the electronic Missouri Medicaid system, where we uh-huh. can log in and we can bill for five clients and it's not gonna take us a whole bunch of time. Now, once we get to 15 clients, once we get to 30 clients, 50 clients, yes. uh, you know, 100 clients, and now we're running a two and a half million dollar business, nobody's going to want to be punching any hours into EmoMed. But I really like the fact that Nicole took us through this and broke it down into the three phases. So I've kind of been rambling for a while, and I apologize for that. But yeah, why, why don't you? Oh. How can you help me with what I just said? Did I did I get most of it right?
1: You got it all right. You definitely got it all right. And even for you know, for the private duty agencies, their family members want to know, hey, give me verification that the caregiver was there. And that the electronic visit verification system gives that reassurance, it gives that peace of mind it gives them that money's not being wasted when they're paying from their insurance funds or from veterans or even out of pocket. Family members wanna know that they're getting what what they're paying for. And so it becomes very important. And can you hit it out the park? Absolutely, it's actually just having that power of three and just taking baby steps. The best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time.
0: Perfect. All right. I think we're going to call this webinar episode something like the power of three with Nicole McBee and we'll get the we'll get we'll get the yeah. rhyme and everything. And I'll be so I did say that I wanted to swing back to the third one of your pillars, which is recruitment mm-hmm. and retention as a consultant, as strong as you are. And with as hard as it is to recruit and retain caregivers, what are you know, one or two ideas or maybe it's Nicole, so there might be three ideas. There is definitely
1: three for R&R, for recruitment and retention. There's R&R Perfect. because there's three reassurance. So whatever caregivers you have right now, today, you reinsure them that they're the most important individuals. That's a text message to say, we're proud to have you on your team. Thank you for taking care of Miss X reassurance. And it's the most human thing to do. And we often forget it because we say, oh, well, we reassured you with a paycheck. No. <laughs> you, they did their job. You gave them a paycheck. But to just acknowledge them, people forget what you say, but they definitely won't ever forget how you made them feel. So if you made me feel good about me doing a good job and I may have been sucking that day. And it, it, this balances out. I could have been—you send that text message. I probably was late. The tire was flat. I kicked the dog. A thousand things going on, and that text message comes, changes the dynamics of the day. It's what I've heard from caregivers. And then I've had caregivers that are, you know, near perfect. We love them. And but that text message comes, and she went above and beyond even more that day. So just to acknowledge a person and reassure them that they're doing a great job. The next thing is, is let them know that you care monetarily. <laughs> you don't have to pull out these whole shebangs for bonuses, but $10 for lunch goes a long way. If it's just a random, oh, well, we're we're going to pick one person per week and we're going to buy lunch or we're going to give them a gas card. Money talks. <laughs> I'm going to just say it. And it doesn't have to be a huge amount. And then also acknowledgement programs. So acknowledgement programs lead to performance-based duties. So if you know that you have a person that's struggling, what you do is you do, you run competition, who's clocking in the best? You can put your name in the bag for a raffle for a $50 microwave. It doesn't have to be, again, we're all being mindful of budget, but these small things that we think sometimes are not much are huge for a person to be at their local store saying, oh, my job gave me a microwave. Ironically, mine just busted. That's where I got it from. I was literally standing in Target and the young lady was holding a gift card in her hand, seeing her job. And I noticed she was wearing scrubs. And I asked a question, I'm like, where do you work? She told me she worked at, you know, a facility, but she was like, it was so crazy that I won. (laughs) And she said my microwave had just busted. And I was like, well, you've been doing something great girl. And um, so, so those three things are huge. Acknowledge, reassure, do programs. Um, when you can add benefits, add benefits. Benefits, sale. Mm-hmm. Offer a day off. Just yeah. get a replacement worker and say, hey, you know what, Next Friday, last Friday of the month, it's a pay day off, enjoy it. I
0: love it. Interestingly, on the private duty side, There's this resource, and actually a lot of Medicaid agencies don't know about it. It's called Home Care Pulse. Uh And Home Care Pulse, one of the things they do, they put out this survey every year that helps companies benchmark themselves against others. And interestingly, there's a big section on caregivers. And if you look at the area that is why do caregivers leave and and caregiver satisfaction, the Power 3, I wrote them down a little bit differently. I wrote reassurance for the first one. I put recognition for the second one. I put rewards for the third one. So I went with the three R's. If you look at that Home Care poll survey, they have a page of the, the top 10 things. About six of them have to do with communication. And even that re- reassurance is just as simple as, hey, thank you for being a caregiver with our agency. It lets that person who, by the way, never sees you. And especially in COVID, they never see you. All they see is their, their client and their caregiver and hopefully their paycheck and that kind of thing. But I mean, it just lets them know that you know that they're delivering for your agency and that you've got their back. And I think that's a great place to wrap up our podcast for today. So with that, I've enjoyed our time together and I've enjoyed everything I've learned from you. People want to get in touch with you. How can they go about doing that?
1: Sure. So I can be reached by phone 314-650-6712. You can also check my website. It is www newdayconsult.com. You can sign up. You can also get me on Instagram and Facebook uh, under Nicole McBee. There's only one Nicole McBee in the state of Missouri. So uh, you can definitely get me through those channels.
0: Listen, Nicole, thank you so much for being here today on Home Care Hero. This has been really, really enlightening. I think you're really going to help our listeners a lot. Have a great day.
1: You too. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today on the Home Care Heroes podcast. Home Care Heroes is produced by Ancoda, the software for the heroes of home care. You can listen to back episodes by visiting 4homecareheroes.com. That's the number four, then the words HomeCareHeroes.com.